0: Welcome back to The Blunt and The base. How's it going? How are you? Let me guess. Super awesome.
1: Uh, You are correct. Uh, I'm trying to prepare for a little storm that's coming through. Yeah. Uh, That's always fun.
0: Yeah, we had one yesterday. Um... I wonder if it's like the same thing, like if you're getting the same band or something. But um, it was like a rude awakening being back in South Louisiana. I forget how I forgot how much it rains here. Yeah. Five dogs like and I clean their paws, you know, but like in the winter in Ohio, it's like it's snow. It's not a big deal. You know, like I just brush the snow off so it's not wet when they come in. But here it's mud, you know. And of course, like my two pit girls, they're heavy. So I feel like they sink in the mud with their like paws and like they always have like the most um, dirt in there. That's some
1: dedication right there to clean them every time they come in and out.
0: Well, when it was storming like that yesterday, I mean, I have to because otherwise, like, I would be I would drive myself insane. I can't stand the dirt like that. Um, And I even have these, which I need to find them. I'm still like living out of boxes, barely anything unpacked. But I have like these um, paw cleaners that I bought. I think it was like from Chewy. They're like these little uh, black um, tubs and you can screw the top off and you put warm water in there and it has like this circular brush. So you literally like dip their paws in it and it does a good job. Like it cleans it and then you just have to wipe the little paw. But yeah, it's a lot when you're talking about five dogs (laughs) and they have four paws each. (laughs) So
1: much and I have two golden retrievers, like. I have to sweep and mop, like, at least three times a week. I mean, because I'm not. So, like, okay, in and out, in and out. But, I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I sweep at least every day. And then mm-hmm. um, my Roomba runs, which I don't have my Roomba here. So, it's not running. Um, but, um, but yeah, I've been, like, sweeping every morning and every night, actually, twice a day. But yesterday was a little much with the weather. It was, like, tornado warnings and everything. So hopefully you guys don't get it that crazy. But, uh, yeah, it was wild yesterday. Um, so Epstein dropped
1: since was-
0: we... Uh, made our
1: little videos.
0: Huh? So we did the last two episodes on Epstein... Um, we are doing, I'm doing the Tumblr giveaway. So by the time you guys listen to this, the, um, the time limit's going to be over with, but the 48 hour where I'm giving away the two, we want the names Tumblr's if you leave a rating and review, we'd still love you to leave a rating and review for us. Your way. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was appropriate to go ahead and like continue to talk about all this Epstein stuff because I am shocked that they actually released some of the um they didn't release all the doc like all a lot of it was still redacted but they did release a few things which nothing was like really new or shocking or anything right but it looks like they're going to continue to um unseal more of the court documents um i'm trying to think what was significant that. Uh, Uh, Trump was exonerated from anything of um,
1: participation.
0: Anything nefarious. There was nothing in there on him. So we got that. We got, we knew Prince Andrew was a sicko. I mean. Mm, The Clinton's. We know they're sickos. But apparently he likes them young. Oh, did you see the Stephen Hawking thing? (laughs)
1: <laughs> there have been memes where and like it's awful. Like I I can't even like it right now because like I'm like that is awful. I'm laughing, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I am not gonna like that because that is awful.
0: I know I feel like I'm going to hell for laughing at some of those memes. I mean <laughs> So it's a a wheel. It's a guy. Yeah, and I'm
1: gonna do horrible things to you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, (laughs) you're talking about the same one. I just, I'm, I know. God forgive me. I just, I was like, I can't, I can't share those memes because I feel awful, even laughing at it because it's not funny. But it
1: it, isn't funny. But, But you know, you know, that's what comic comedy is 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 bringing the truth uh was making it a little lighthearted so you could accept it and right. know that that is something that does happen like i mean i don't believe we're laughing at that you know at the situation it's just like trying to find some acceptance and bring this attention to you know more people because a lot of people won't look at it uh because it is so uh awful what has yeah. happened and what occurred and what these people have done, you know, and, and what is currently being done to, uh, children all over the world currently. I mean, yeah, this it's, still ha- this, yeah it's still happening just because there's not an Epstein Island right now. Right. Uh, I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure there's, you know, lots of places, uh, where, uh, people are being harmed and we are unaware of it, uh, and we will remain unaware of it uh, as long as we uh, act like ostriches and keep our head in the sand about it. So I think humor really does help uh, uh, bring out this topic uh, and to more people,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So I'm just glad that some of it is finally coming to light and. In more of a way where certain, a a lot of the, I guess, um, it's reading, it's reaching a lot more as far as like audience is concerned. Like there's a greater mass awakening as to what was really going on versus people like you and me who knew this all along, what was really going on, you know? Um, so I am grateful for that. Do I think anything is going to be done? No, but, um... But I think if we continue to, you know, keep it in the light, then, I mean, eventually something is going to happen. I don't, to who, to what, I don't know. But, I mean, like I said before, someone has the tapes. Someone has the ledgers. Um, you know, there's so many theories going on as to who's in control of the island, what's on the island. Like your suggestion of there's a bunker there. There's got to be something there that has like the hard copies of like everything um, you know I just hope that one day I don't know maybe a white hacker can. I mean a white hat um, hacker can maybe get access to this and just start releasing it because then I mean I think a lot of people's worlds would implode I find it I, I find
1: it really interesting it is like you know they can. I, I think like two or three years ago, they somebody actually hacked where it was loading on a government website, like certain people's uh, names, addresses, you know where they live, uh, how they vote. I think it happened in California. I don't. I, I don't remember what website it was, but it was a government official website. Uh, and I just find it funny that somebody could do that, but somebody couldn't uh, hack that list that the government is well aware of everything uh, apparently and having it released.
0: I mean, the CIA has to have some of these tapes. They have they have to be in possession of some of it. With like, with when they you know uh, raided his Palm Beach home, his you know, his townhouse in New York. I feel like there had to have been. Epstein doesn't strike me as the type that is really clean about anything. Um, And even if there wasn't, like, all of the tapes available at some of his locations, there had to have been something. Either ledgers or tapes left behind. Um, I think the CIA is in possession of some of it but then i think like you know intelligence officials um are also like you know israeli intelligence officials in possession of some of it i would just really like i would love it to come to light i know a lot of people would love it to come to, to light i just i don't do i ever think that's going to happen No, but you know even if it's just like bits and pieces of it even if it's just like a couple of people you know um It's just so frustrating, and I get it's about power and control, and there's so many bigger things at play here, but it's just frustrating because, again, we're talking about children. We're talking about children here, Um, and it's just sick the capacity that some of these people could have. Instead of doing something about children being harmed in this way, they would rather possess these tapes and control, you know, people. It's it's just sad, but, I mean, that's the devil's purpose.
1: And I think it's a a way of keeping you distracted from uh, other issues that are going on uh, in the world Uh, because it's like, okay, we're going to give you this right now, a little bit later. So, like, you have something to pay attention to that they want you to pay attention to. Yeah. Like, like it, truthfully told, I mean, why isn't it just released? Like, why are you playing this game of a little bit at a time? Well, if giving... it wasn't for oh. distraction, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to release this right now when something big is going on. So that way half of the country might be looking at one thing uh, and then the other half will be so, you know, focused on this other thing that they don't even realize this big thing has occurred.
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, that's normal people. I pay attention to everything, but I do get, I get what you're saying. It is going to be a distraction for people. The other thing why I think it's being released in segments though, is you got to remember the judge is giving these associates the opportunity to, um, fight the decision. So I feel like there are a lot of people that are probably, um, in court, you know, filing notices or, you know, making their case as as to why their name in particular should not be unsealed. Because um, I, I read an article the other day about another big-time known associate of Epstein that is currently trying to keep his name sealed for, I think it was like he was saying, like, professional purposes or whatever. So there's probably a, some of that at play, too. Because um, we're talking about people with, like, big money i mean we're talking about you know like the less wexners of the world you're billionaires that uh could fight anything prince andrew obviously couldn't fight it but we all knew that he was on that we've been knowing he's a sicko for decades now, so all right so i am so excited <laughs> to talk about what we're going to talk about today um Gypsy Rose Blanchard. By the way, to all of America, because I see like most of legacy media botches her name, it is Blanchard. That's how you say her last name. Um, Blanchard. Blanchard. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So we are going to talk about her because this case... Was one of those. I'm like a true crime junkie. It was a case that you know I was immediately like, Oh my goodness, what in the world is going on? And then the other big thing was this girl grew up, um, an, about an hour and like 15 minutes away from where I grew up. She grew up in the same town as my brother-in-law, the crawfish capital of the world. In fact, her and my brother-in-law have the same last name. <laughs> they are not related, though. <laughs> um. But yeah, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to you about this case, and one of the things that I, I thought was really relevant to today's society is the, the victim mentality, specifically pertaining to the Munchausens. And in this particular case with Gypsy Rose, it's Munchausen's by proxy. Um, So Munchausen's syndrome by proxy is a psychological disorder. And it's typically a mother, but it is a caregiver. And they do this for attention-seeking behavior. And this really resonates, I think, with society these days. And I don't think enough people are talking about it because I can see how um, the situation with what Gypsy's mom exhibited as far as, like, her behavior with her daughter and the Munchausen's by proxy and these trans kids and their parents... Um, I think there's a lot of correlation with it. We've talked about this, like, in our own personal videos before. Like, I've mentioned it before, um, and I know that you have too. It's just I don't think enough of society is talking about um, this situation in particular. But did you know that um, Gypsy's case was the first Munchausen by proxy case where there was where the caregiver was murdered. No, I did not know that. That actually shocked me. Because I would think that there would be more like you would see aggressive behavior like this um in these types of situ- situations because this is this is not only like emotional damage, it's physical damage. It's, you know, um psychological abuse. Like there's like all of these things at play as far as abuse is concerned. And I would think that this would be a situation you're pretty much like held captive because it is your caregiver that is doing this to you. and it's and it is typically happening to like children. So it's like they don't have an option to really get out um, until they do get to, you know, a point where they are older and then they can finally make that move or talk to somebody. But you got to realize that we're you're talking about someone who is like uh, probably like a sociopath, extremely manipulative, very convincing, very believable. Um and is in complete control of that person's life. So it just shocked me that Gypsy's case was the first one that actually ended with a murder. Um, so like I said, I think I, I wonder how many uh,
1: victims died from the ter- caretakers.
0: Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to have to look that up now. Because um, yeah, because if they passed away then obviously they didn't have the
1: opportunity. Yeah. Or the physical capability because Gypsy Rose, I mean, she's she had to manipulate I hate to use that word, but uh, she did that's what she did was manipulate uh uh this young man to uh kill her mother. They like to say that he has some type of uh, autism. He is autistic, but but, or Asperger's. But you know, when you are watching the interview of him when he says, "Yes, you know, in fact, I I did stab her," uh, he was very clear, precise. Like he was a, you know
0: but autistic children can speak like that they can um like especially ones if it is aspirin very clear precise they're very, very black and, they're very black and white whenever they communicate so
1: i mean but in my like in my uh just just you know the way i think about it if that is the case he has to be on some kind of level high functioning not not low functioning. Yeah, I mean,
0: is high functioning, but they still lack. So the big thing with them is that they lack the empathy and the emotional um, ability to relate to people like a normal human being, a so-called normal. I hate to use that term, but you know what I mean. A so-called normal human being. What that's their that's their big thing. It's it's that emotional detachment that they they can't relate to so there's like an empathy thing so um i could but, i could i could see how he would uh but he was very like he was very
1: in love with gypsy rose like uh express that love like so on some kind of level he has to have some type of empathy in order to feel love so mm. I mean, that's weird. Like, I mean, don't you think that it would just... If he was just... Now, they do talk about the multiple personalities. However, when I was listening to him, like, he's like, yeah, you know... um, I don't know if it was Victor? It, it, It was some other name. But he was like, yeah, he'll definitely, you know, kill your mom. Like, I mean, that's essentially what he was saying. And he's like... Yeah, uh, you know, he loves to kill, you know what I mean? So,
0: uh,
1: I mean, there was some pretty clear and precise, like, psychological issues going on. Going, on,
0: going on with him. But I could see how he did have Asperger's just because, because of the way that he was communicating in those interviews. But I just want to give a brief thing before we get into it. So just to refresh everyone's memory, um, Gypsy Rose uh, suffered um systematic abuse, um, physically, emotionally, psychologically for over two decades, um, from her mother. Her mother had convinced society that everything was wrong with her under the sun and, um, her mother did suffer from Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Um, she was like supposedly like suffering from like eye issues, um asthma. Asthma. Uh, she had leukemia, uh supposedly at one dancer. point Cancer. She had a feeding tube. Um what was the she was um her walk that
1: severe <laughs> yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, so there were there were some severe issues going on and um Because of this abuse and basically Gypsy being held captive, uh, it led to Dee Dee being murdered in June of 2015. Gypsy was ultimately, um, I believe she took a plea deal and she uh, pled guilty to second degree murder. She was sentenced to 10 years, but she served eight years. She was just released in December. And her boyfriend at the time, Cody, was um, convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of So this is the case that we're talking about. Um, One of the other things that I, I, why I wanted to talk about it was because we are seeing now there is a fascination with gypsy there's um legacy media really gravitating to her and and for me it's it's odd like I get the fascination behind the story um but what I guess I'm struggling with is that it seems like legacy media is kind of romanticizing her experience and um almost like giving her you know, a pass on the, you know, what actually happened and what took place. And, and I, I just think that that's like a really dangerous um, territory to be in specifically, like, you know, uh, everybody has a past. Everybody has things that, you know, they um, have dealt with now to the degree that gypsy had. No, absolutely not. Um, And I do feel for her because, like, she went through, I mean, torture. Like, when she talks about the feeding tube that she had in her, um, and they don't put you under general anesthesia to, like, clean or change that feeding tube, it sounded so painful. So she went through psychological torture, emotional torture. She talks about, like, being held captive, um, being physically abused, like, hit by her mother, um, handcuffed at some points, you know, she was under complete control of her mother. She was completely isolated. But I just think we're entering a dangerous territory and it kind of like goes along with, you know, what's happening in the in the Trans Tifa world where we look at somebody like that and because of what happened we basically are ignoring the clear and inherent issues that that are now prevalent in that person in particular um and so i just thought i thought it was this would be a good conversation to have um and just
1: to know what how, how uh how accurate it that is is that the estimated m- mortality rate of children with Munchauser syndrome by proxy is 9%. Okay. That's, so it
0: that's no, a
1: high that's a high percentage. I mean to me that's a high percentage when you're talking about the death of children.
0: In that situation though, I don't know because if it's only one person, I guess I would need to know like the raw numbers. Right.
1: I mean know. I th- that I, that was just me like Doing yeah. A quick Google search, like if that's the case. I mean that, that's pretty high. I mean to me, I mean,
0: and then the unnecessary... raw I'm still curious. I'm gonna have to go and look at the raw numbers just to see because it is. It's weird that there's only one murder in this in this whole um, in a situation like this. You know, where right. A... And I wonder how long the abuse lasts. Like, is Oh, to be, the average time frame of because gypsies in particular lasted for a very long time.
1: Long time, I mean, so like it, it was like where I mean, you know, me, like I mean, like I feel like we had a difference of opinion on uh Miss Gypsy Rose,
0: yeah, uh, we, do, we do differ because I um I, I think that there is a lot more uh accountability, I think that she she, and you got to look at like the, you know, when we talk about, um, like, I mean, let's, let's go back to it. You know, we can get into this discussion and then we can talk about our differences on how we view her in particular, because, um, I'm looking at like it from like an evidence standpoint and the, I guess the culpability of Gypsy herself in this situation. And again, I'm not saying that she deserved what she, um, what she suffered and I know that her childhood was stolen from her but I think you got to look at it from the standpoint there are so many children that their lives are stolen you know their childhoods are stolen from them that doesn't yeah I my childhood was stolen from me your childhood was stolen from you I didn't grow up to be a murderer you know I didn't grow up to um you know, basically play the victim. In fact, I play the opposite role in my life. <laughs> no, I am no victim to anybody. But um, but Gypsy in particular, let's go back to this, because she did suffer from years. She grew up in Lafouche Parish right down the road. Um, she, at a very young age, her dad, uh, who they got, like, they split up very early on. He got married at, like, 17 or 18. He was so young. You know, she got um, got Didi pregnant, they got married, um, and then that ended very quickly. So Gypsy was pretty much raised by her mom. It sounded like Didi Dee Dee isolated um, Gypsy, even from very, very early on. She was already, as a baby, she was saying that Gypsy was suffering from, like, sleep apnea. She said she had a chromosome disorder, Um her mom was telling everybody that she wasn't going to live past, like, 18. And um, actually, I think it was, like, earlier than that. But then she kept extending, like, the ages, you know. Like, when she didn't die, she was like, oh, it's a miracle, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, and then there was a big discrepancy about Gypsy's age in particular. Like, if you look at, like, the footage, there was a a big push by Gypsy's mom to make sure that she looked very young, um, she kept her very childlike. I think she even stated that she suffered like an um a mental disorder in the sense that developmental, you know, like she wasn't um like, every, yeah, you know, like she wasn't like every other child in in that um situation. So she wasn't ever gonna be like normal. Um, and then she ended up moving. so they were here for Hurricane Katrina, and that was like the perfect time for her to move because she couldn't stay in one spot for very long because doctors would eventually catch on to this could you imagine her having to convince a doctor that her child has cancer that her child needs a feeding tube i mean she had to convince a doctor that her child needed a feeding tube so she was like oh well when hurricane katrina came She took it up as an opportunity to move north, and, of course, Gypsy's records, her medical records, what happened to them?
1: They got lost.
0: They got uh, lost in the hurricane, damaged, never to be seen again. So whenever she moved up north, all of the medical records that were supplied were basically warded from the mother. Um, she wouldn't let Gypsy talk at doctor's appointments. Like there was one doctor at Mercy Hospital. I think it was in Wisconsin that, um, put in the notes that he believed it was Munchausen's. Um, but he was on interview and said that he was pretty, he was basically afraid to say anything to the public because he could see everyone else around they had completely convinced i mean they got free trips to disney they got um a habitat for humanity house they were getting like don't like monetary donations from um like random people on the internet saying you know they needed this money to like support gypsy's like uh medical expenses and all of that so for a doctor to like be afraid to say something because he could see how convincing this woman was to everyone else around her i mean that right there tells you the level that uh dd like her expert manipulation must have like been um on point um so no one's going to deny the fact that she suffered physical emotional psychological abuse and uh, that i mean well n- not only that she had
1: several surgeries yeah like the, like so this she's going to the hospital she's having a gastro bypass or not a gas uh what did i just have um where you take your gallbladder out uh there were several different surgeries that were done so like
0: She had stays in the hospital, extended stays in the hospital, you know? Like, I mean, there was stuff where doctors were around her nonstop.
1: I mean, on some level, uh, like, I guess the way I look at it is it's like evidence versus experience. Like, what she actually experienced, like the evidence versus the experience that she was traumatized with like i think that anybody could have a mental break and not. I no. that i think that i i think that for 100% gypsy rose probably loved her mother very much uh but i think on another level that the only way out was to kill her
0: yeah and i don't mind at that time I, like it, <laughs> I don't think she ever loved her. I think that, um, and that they even say that Gypsy showed no remorse for like nine months in prison. Like,
1: I mean, but would you? No. I mean.
0: I don't know. I'm not in that situation. However, I can speak from the trauma that I did have. I don't personally wish harm on anyone. And again, it's a different But it level. wasn't
1: long. It wasn't long. Like, that's. That's, you know, the difference is because of it, like hers was every day, all day for years upon years, upon years, upon years. There was no
0: break. Here's the other thing. There was plenty of opportunity. I think the system failed her for one, because you can't tell me that doctors weren't around her enough to a point. If one doctor wrote in the notes that there, that he suspected Munchausen's by proxy, how did... Not any of these other doctors, especially when she had like stays of like nine months in a hospital. How did these doctors not notice that this child did not have anything? My brother, my oldest brother, actually died from leukemia. So there's like a level of where you could see a child who is actually suffering from leukemia and what they have to go through and what they what they look like. I think her dad failed her for one. I know that de-isolated gypsy but if you're the father and your child you could see that her hair was being shaved that was not hair falling out when people have cancer there's like clumps of it and you'll have like bald spots and it doesn't come out perfect you know like it'll fall out in like different stages and different ways every video that you see or picture that you see of gypsy it is perfectly shaped. her family even acknowledged that they knew that they were that dd was shaving her hair um cps was called a couple of times and they went in and they talked to gypsy's mom and didn't talk to gypsy and were like oh there's nothing going on here so i think that part of this this travesty this tragedy for her was the system did fail her yeah her mom was a good master manipulator but the system failed her too her family failed her her father failed her um cps failed her which i know that they're crap anyway but still it's like come so, on the I... doctors the doctors failed her at this point as well
1: so what uh, would have like th- that's the thing things like this doctor didn't want to uh Say that it was, you know, uh, Munchauser by proxy because her story was so convincing. Well, like, I think if, yeah. if he, like, I mean, that's just just showing, like, could, like, she was more terrified of her mom than she was anything else, like anything else. And not only was she being failed by the doctors, not only was she being failed by CPS, no, and the family. I mean, what was there left to do? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is acceptable behavior. However, under those circumstances, I could see where she felt the only way out was somebody to murder her. I mean, that would be, I, I, I mean,
0: you get it, but I still think that I'm she- not,
1: I'm not accepting. Like, it's not acceptable behavior, but I can, I can see how that experience and what she went through for as long as it was and everybody was overlooking her there was a guy that was actually listening to her like what? hey I'm not really sick hey you know I can really walk hey this is what's being you- done to me huh? <laughs> they ad-
0: her family knew that she could walk too they admitted that they knew it and I'm just like but there's there's more before this even happened that I think that people are forgetting. And I think that they are um, not really uh, putting the full accountability that Gypsy, I think, should be absorbing. Um, and and do I you...
1: think we should have a break right now. And we're back.
0: And we want to tell you Something super awesome. That's right. So we're still at the beginning of the year. And if you guys don't have a resolution, here's your resolution. Um, start supporting non-woke companies. Amen. Free love, patriotic, owned, keep the money in the U.S. I say that, but then it's also available in Canada. And that's okay. We love our Canadian patriots as well. Um, but anyway, my freedom card. So if you're anything like me, I used to be like a a Amazon junkie. I do my like subscribe and saves with, um, all of like my favorite things. My, mine in particular was like, um, my healthy stuff, my collagen, uh, powder that I take every day, my pre-workout, my protein bars, um, household items, you know, all of the things that you were spending money on anyway. And I was still, you know, doing it to Amazon until like a year ago. And I was like, you know, what? I don't want to support those companies anymore that don't support me. Um, but I didn't know where to go until <laughs> my freedom card. And it is All of the things that you could possibly need. You're not uh, spending any extra money. Um, It's all of your household items. It's like, what do you get? Like, Uh, I get
1: paste. I get protein uh, supplements. I get vitamins. Uh, They have some uh, skincare items that are really good. Uh, And also uh, shampoo, conditioner,
0: detergent. there's yeah. nothing
1: that you, you can't support with My Freedom Cart. Uh, and also, it is something that is toxin-free. So what you're getting at Target with, you know, gain and with, uh, you know, your floor solution, uh, your surface uh, cleaning solution, all of those have chemicals that are not good for us whatsoever. It's been proven. And what is made uh, with my Freedom Cart is uh, toxin-free. So that's definitely something to get excited about, right? Uh, On your way to uh, keeping yourself healthy as long as possible.
0: That's right. And while it's toxin-free, it's also um, very affordable. Again, it's things that you're going to be spending money towards anyway. anyway. Yes. Um, so this is not an added expense. You can cancel your Amazon subscribe and saves and check it out. And right now they have a special where it is just $1,
1: $1.
0: annual membership. Uh, I am putting our links in the show notes. So go check it out. Myfreedomcart.com backslash livingright or myfreedomcart.com backslash Super awesome FTL. Yeah. All right. Now we're back to Gypsy Rose. Okay. So <laughs> real quick, I want to talk about um, Gypsy, Dee Dee's history a little bit uh, because this bitch was crazy. Like, I mean, we know she was crazy, <laughs> but um, I think this is another thing that a lot of people are not aware of. Uh, but, so she was apparently already psychotic, like, way before Gypsy was even around, and she got it honest because her mom, so Gypsy's grandma, was also a little kooky. They had a history of, like, stealing, uh, writing bad checks, um what was the other things he got she got like arrested a couple of times for like fraud and the biggest thing in Dee's past was her own family suspected that she was abusing um her mom so Dee's mom and dad were divorced, and Dee Dee's um, stepmom was um, or had accused Dee Dee of poisoning her. So there was that as well. So there was a poisoning allegation that Dee, Dee had attempted to poison Dee Dee's, um stepmom, and then and she was sick. She was in the hospital for months. There were like she got gravely sick. She did. Um, survive, thank goodness. And to this day, I believe she is still alive. She was able to tell, you know, her side of the story with the situation. But Dee's real mom was in Dee's care up until the day that she passed away. And the allegations around that were Dee Dee was mistreating her. So it was like elder abuse. Um, She was not cleaning her and she was not feeding her. And they suspect that Dee Dee had something to do with her mother's death. So we already have now a history. Okay.
1: Of- and 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 this was was Gypsy Rose around for this? No. This was before she's born.
0: Yeah, this was this was like stuff before. Um, or if she was around now, I gotta go back and look at the dates. If she was around, it was um it uh gypsy was like really young. Um like very very young, because they there was like a rift in the family early on. Obviously, I mean, would you want to be around your um your stepdaughter who was poisoning you and who um the his, her mom, which is now the ex-wife, stole money? Like that was another thing. They stole money. They which I mentioned that fraud money, right. all that good stuff. So. So there was already a lot of, like, manipulation going on, lots of um, bad things, and we're seeing, you know, crimes that are clearly escalating because there's a big difference from, like, stealing to now I'm going to try and poison you and kill you. And then, like, allegations of, like, elder abuse, you know. Sort of like that. So, but, yeah, I just thought that that was relevant to talk about, you know... If there is a history of this in the family, this is another thing that why it's more concerning to me as to... But this be
1: learned behavior? Huh? Could this be learned behavior?
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be learned behavior, but it could be just mental illness runs in the family, too.
1: Well, I mean, I just put this out there because my biological father uh, was very odd. Uh, and just one of the ways he would uh, get money because he didn't really work uh, was he would get us in car accidents and yeah. we would have to like, he would be like, say your arm's broken. Say it's broken. fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? so that's why like, I, I kind of like, uh, you know, I could see where people, if not mentally like healthy enough or strong enough yeah. to get, you know, like where this is something that they will end up doing themselves in the future because it was taught to them to create, you know, yeah. this fraud. You know what I mean? Uh I'm not you know what I mean, I'm not saying it's acceptable if somebody, you know, learned that and then did it themselves oh. and for them to cry victim. No. I'm just saying that it could very well be a learned behavior that was passed down.
0: It could be learned, but then the mental illness clearly that is in the family because there's a little more. right. I mean yeah, not, absolutely. Like, well, like there are like clear signs is it bipolar disorder, is it multiple personality disorder, like what is going on there? But clearly there is something going on that the mother had it, the daughter had it and now we're at gypsy's level um and so we're like okay and 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 anytime someone suffers, you look at these sex trafficking victims, they have a lot of um mental issues after the fact, disassociative identity disorder because that's that's the way that they um that their body responds. It's like a self-preservation, you know, like that's how they survived what they went through, you know, And I would imagine there is some something going on with gypsy in that as well, just because, how did she survive all of these years and Go. Uh,
1: the only reason i like i kind of uh mentioned that is because i saw an interview uh i don't know it, this is like recent like and she's like i just don't want to be like my mom
0: i saw that that and, that's
1: it, and uh... that and that for me was like do you know how many times i said that i don't want to be like my dad and I had to make a valid effort in my life not to be like my dad.
0: You had now, to make a conscious decision to do it, you know. And
1: and and luckily for me, I somehow had people all around me encouraging me not to be like my father. Like there were people in my corner, whereas Gypsy Rose, she got the short end of the stick on that, you know, as a child, as a teenager. because no one was
0: really in her corner. Nobody was
1: there for her. She didn't have anybody. She had no hope. The only hope that she found was online, and there was a young man that was willing to listen to her. So, I mean, that's where, like, my, like, you talk about empathy. Like, I mean, I can feel that. Not that she shouldn't be held accountable, but that there be some grace because I don't believe that this was, and, like, where she's just like a, uh, a nasty person or she could be I don't know I don't know a person like but from the way that like my own experience and what I went through when she said that it, it it triggered something in me where I was like oh yeah 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 like you know what I mean like I know how that feels
0: yeah and I saw that interview and I took it as something very telling it gave me the goosebumps but in a different way um And I think, so let's talk real quick. So just to preface this, Gypsy's favorite Disney movie was uh, Tangled, you know, where Rapunzel gets trapped in the castle in the tower by her mom um, and the mother is thrown out of the window of the tower at the end of it and dies. I think this is like a little foreshadowing, a little, you know, weird, Um, but we know that throughout this whole process like you said no one was really there for a gypsy um, and she had some instances she had tried to run away with an older gentleman um her mom came back and found her and threatened her and i believe she ended up getting like handcuffed to like a chair for a while after you know that behavior her mom punished her and was like you're never going to do this again oh, and she then got after- her in the shed Out back. Was it the shed? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. She was handcuffed in there, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then... Only a toddler bed in there. Okay. And then after that, she had already attempted to kill her mom by herself, but it was a BB gun, and she didn't know it was a BB gun. So it just injured her mom. It did not kill her. And then her mom went and got treatment for it and played it off as that she was robbed at gunpoint. So Gypsy has already attempted to murder her mother, but, you know, not knowing what she knew at the time. So her last resort was she was desperate for, like, human connection uh, of any kind. And then she finally made, like, a secret Facebook page because her Facebook page was a co-page with her mother. (laughs) Um, so she made a secret Facebook page and um she got on like a Christian dating website and she met this guy, Cody. Now, I do believe that this kid has uh autism of some sort. I also, though, do believe that this kid is mentally disturbed because even prior to the situation with a gypsy he uh had already been in trouble like he was already showing signs he had run-ins with the law he was the most disturbing thing he was actually arrested for um watching porn at a mcdonald's and fondling himself in public while watching the porn um And I believe it was like for like he just stayed there for like hours on end. So he was already showing really weird signs. And then so they connected and they were actually like dating in secret for like a year. And they were doing a lot of like weird things, lots of like role playing, um, lots of like anime type stuff and this stuff is eerily similar to what we see in the trans community, with like the fetishes and the anime and the role play. If you go back and look at the photos, it's a lot of all of that stuff. There was already a lot of a lot of weird things going on. Oh, and I mean,
1: now uh, I found it really odd when they decided that they needed to meet, and they decided they needed to meet at the uh, movie. At the movies. Yeah. Uh so they wanted to see Cinderella. She was mm-hmm. dressed up like a princess. Her mom was there. I I'm under the impression he was there dressed up like a prince. Uh she's I won't be with Mama. uh I mean, maybe uh I was under the impression that, you know that he was dressed up as well. Uh whether that's the case or not, I don't know. But I thought it was really really sad because her first encounter with somebody of the opposite sex it's not a kiss it's it's none of that she's they go into the the stall the handicap stall and they have sex so this is her first interaction with you know the opposite sex never has had that first kiss
0: well in their in their text messages and their pictures prior to though there was overtly sexual pictures she was sending him like boobs butt pictures weird sick fetish type pictures well this Um, was the first
1: man that would Ever listen to her, so of yeah. course, she's sending these things. This is just me playing the devil's advocate. Yeah, that, and is that that he's sending her this stuff and she knows nothing about this stuff, and that's what makes him happy? Of course, she's going to appease him, yeah. By super, I, I mean, like you have to think about it this way. Like, I mean, she didn't know, she knew Disney movies. That's what she knew. So so any of these you know, type of neurotic I think
0: the text messages, though, she was not innocent in any of it. She was not, you know, and, and when you take someone that plays the innocent role, I don't believe it, because if someone were truly that innocent, they would not be that forthcoming with um, the conversations they were having uh the sexual conversations they were having, like it would take a lot for for you to get somebody to like overtly be um as sexual as she was. And now, so do I think like, he had influence? Absolutely. I do in in the sexual side of it. But I don't but I don't believe that he necessarily took advantage of her in that situation. I think there was a lot that she was asking for. Um And it was like a reciprocal, more of a, hey, this is like a mutual decision. We both are interested, which I I equate it from the standpoint of, you know, how like whenever you have children who are very sheltered, take it from like a fundamental traditionalist um, religious family where they are so sheltered from sexual things. They are taught that anything sexual is not okay to discuss like, you can't talk about it. You shouldn't think about it. You don't want to be about it. Those children end up, like, uh, a lot of times just going crazy sexually because they were taught, like, that was, like, something, so it's a natural thing. Like, kids want to rebel. And I, that's what I kind of feel like it happened with her. Um The other thing that I want to bring up, though, and I don't believe this either, but I don't know for sure. Later on, she does, and this plays into the sexual uh, aspect of it. Um, After years of being incarcerated, she says she alleges that her grandfather molested her as a child. Now, this is I and I, I firmly believe she's a master manipulator. And I think she is learning how to twist things and to make it more sympathetic for her. This is why I struggle with this allegation, because nobody in the family is supporting it. And the other big thing is that Gypsy was never left alone. And they were pretty much estranged from the grandparents. And so I, I, coming from someone who was molested from a family member as a child, I don't ever want to not um, listen to that child's allegations and take them seriously. However, in this situation, it is really hard for me to believe her. Why did it take her years to admit it. She was in jail. She was safe. No one was going to hurt her. You know, why did it take her years to finally admit that? And um, when did it actually happen? When did your mom let you out of her sight for the father who clearly did not have a good relationship with Didi? And you got to remember, they left Louisiana. They left. They were traveling because you got to keep the ruse up and you got to keep new doctors in play to keep this Munchausen's. So I don't know. How do you feel about that, about the grandpa allegation? Um,
1: Well, it would really have to, we'd really have to know timelines at this point. I mean, because, you know, what the mother tries to attempt to kill the step, uh, stepmother. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Dee Dee is taking care of her sick mother, that dies in her care. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, there's things going on. So at yeah. some point, could they have been in the same house as the grandfather? Yes. I mean, they could have. I mean, yeah. and that could have happened. Now, that was been proven that, you know, all of the people in the family are a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on some kind of level. Yeah. You know,
0: Embro Bridge okay <laughs> I mean and and, I, and and no no
1: disrespect you know uh so do I think that that's a possibility absolutely because and that I mean, would expect this- because somebody waits a very long time to talk about what has happened to him doesn't make it any less true.
0: I, I mean, agree with that You as know well. what I mean? Like it, sometimes well, it takes a long time, well. especially processing
1: think... in the middle. Of, uh, like when she, like right then, was with her mom and all of that kind of stuff. She's just living in that sickness. And so she's trying to kill her mom and everything like that. So all of this is going on. There's oh, chaos I agree with as well, everywhere.
0: Years after being incarcerated to say it, I would think at the point where she knows that the gig is up, You murdered your mother. We know this. It's like, why not get everything out in the open? And that's why I kind of feel like it is fake. Um, And again, timeline would be really important in this situation um, to verify that that was the case. Um, So I would be very interested to see it, but I kind of feel like it's a manipulation tactic because it's like, okay, she's having time to think about everything that she has done. And this is coming from a girl who um, convinced a guy to kill her mother because she couldn't kill her mother herself because she had a failed attempt. She couldn't run away from her without her mom coming back to get her. And then it's like, you are, you're you're li- literally living with this behind bars. And it's like, I could see how she, her wheels would start turning. And let me think how, I, uh, how else I can get garnish sympathy. How else, like my cousin in particular was the one who molested me. And this is kind of why it triggers me in this sense. He, whenever he finally got caught, because I wasn't the only one that he molested, whenever he finally got caught, he said that his grandpa had molested him. That's why he was doing it. And I feel like an, it's an excuse. I feel like it's a cop out. I, I was molested. You were molested. We didn't grow up to be molesters or abusers. You know, so that that's kind of where it triggered me when I heard her say that years later. It's like, come on, like if that really happened, when everything was coming to light and you knew that no one else could judge you any more than they were judging you at this point and you were getting everything off your chest. And she said it felt good to get everything off her chest. Why not say that too? why not say, hey, here's part of my issue, because everything else that was going on, you know, like kind of again, this is me playing devil's advocate with you here but you get what i'm saying do you understand
1: no absolutely i mean it could be you're you could be absolutely right and i could be just very sympathetic for the situation especially when i you know you're more of evidence i'm more experienced yeah you know
0: uh
1: right right like even when you said uh when I, i go you know i heard when she said i don't want to be like my mom want to do whatever I can to be not like my mom I could relate to it 100 but my where my heart is and where her heart is might be two different places so that could be two different things but for me because I think of things as I think about them when somebody else says it like I could really relate to it because I had heard myself say that about my own father so I mean whereas you you were like oh no
0: and then, then I had that situation with my cousin where that triggered me. And I was like, no, that's BS. You know, I feel like that is a cop out because you're excusing your piss poor behavior because of something that happened to you. And like I said, we we were in the same situation and we didn't go on to exhibit that same behavior, you know. So I can see how our personal experiences are playing a role in this. So let's get into the actual murder. We know that Cody is out there Um but then we go on, and leading up to it, we got play-by-play text messages. Gypsy is, like, planning this out. She pretty much planned it out. She did. Yeah. Like, she told Cody, hey, here's what you do, here's how you do it, blah, blah, blah. Th- this is how it's going to go down. They were very um, organized in the sense, like, they knew what was going to happen. Um, they took the time to mail— She. Placed the knife, the gloves outside of the house for him, um, mm-hmm. for her to be able for him to be able to come in. She sat there and listened to her mother cry for her help. Um, and they were so calculating that they took the knives, the gloves, and money, and uh, I think a couple other things, and mailed it to Cody's house, knowing that that's where they were going to ultimately end up after the murder happened. So they packaged all that stuff up and got the evidence out there and mailed it. They didn't carry it on them. They mailed it um, so that they could get everything out there. This right here, though, is what is most alarming to me. Um, <clears throat> the Facebook page post. Mm-hmm. It was YouTube page. And... Yeah. We verified that Gypsy made these posts. And she wrote, and I quote, The bitch is dead. I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. Those are her words. Gypsy wrote that. This is what's hard for me to process. That does that is like the signs of sociopath right there. Um, and this was after the murder had occurred. And then you go back and you see Gypsy's interview where, uh, I believe she tried to play these Facebook posts off that they that she didn't make them. And she also tried to say that the sex, the rough sex that they had after he murdered, that's right was rape, and I cannot believe that. Not when she writes this. That's It's really hard for me to reconcile. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I think she was a... I I, I think that she was being created to be this evil individual. I mean, you would have to be. Like, you would have to be in this mindset of of being that vicious to see this all the way through. Like, I feel like that she felt like she had no other choice. And when you have somebody else that's sick, to to kind of like... I don't know. I mean, I I see your report 100%. I, I'm
0: struggling right here with this. No, no
1: I, I totally get it. But I also can see how influence had a lot to do with her and with him like i like he he has this you know asperger's like they're very intelligent people you know what i mean they just have a they're just awkward with individuals
0: they're awkward no connection and humans and right anything human
1: but, but they're they smart
0: they think logically though just because they're brain smart they're wickedly smart and they typically have like one particular talent that they're good at like music or math um but they are not people that you would say have street smarts they're not those people well that's they sure are more, they're more childlike they're innocent and they're childlike so they're They are easy to manipulate. And I'm not defending Cody because Cody Mm -hmm. was obviously has issues and we know this. Um, But they are easy to manipulate and they are easy, you know, to convince to do things. And I guess whenever I whenever I see him, do I think that he belongs behind bars? Absolutely. But do do I see a very childlike person in there that is easy to manipulate? I mean you don't
1: know what the truth is cuz like when they were cleaning up the body and cleaning up the the scene uh he requested that she be naked when uh doing so
0: Did he say that or did she say that because she said a lot of things
1: Well this was a uh, third party talking so I'm not 100% if it was her or him I don't know how they collaborate a story between the two of them. Yeah. Um, Because she outwardly goes, no, I'm the one that planned it. I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that told him to do this. Like, I mean, she's the one stating that. So, I mean, I feel like on some kind of level, she took accountability. I mean, at first, she did not. She was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. What about my mom? What? She's dead?
0: What? I mean, she only took accountability because she knew they had the text messages. And she knew that they saw it. Because even you can even see at the point in the trial where I still feel like she was trying to convince her family that it was more Cody, um, where the text messages were brought out, you see her face turn around and look at her family. And that is not a face of, I'm confident, I'm good. That's a face of worry and shame and she's scared because they're about to read the verbatim text messages where it is clear that she is the one that prompted this all and started this and she's the one that said, I am ready to go, let's do it. And we know she wanted to do this because she already tried to do it. She just did it with a BB gun, so it didn't work.
1: Well, I mean, but at that point, she's obviously not a sociopath if she has remorse or shame or anything like that uh, uh, because of those text messages. Like, like really, a sociopath would be like, yeah, I did it, Nan. You she know wasn- what I mean?
0: Like, it had remorseful though for for killing her mom though, and that was clear they said that she didn't show any kind of remorse uh and then she well until like I, nine and I don't right. know kind of more like they say that, but then it's like what was she really showing i i don't I don't think what does I,
1: remorse look like?
0: I know that's the thing. What does it look like? But you can be a sociopath and you can also exhibit that kind of behavior whenever you feel like the people that you now need to turn to and the people that you now need to play into their emotions are now going to see, hey, wait a minute, this is the true me. Because she's lying to her dad this entire time. She's saying, she's telling her dad and her stepmom a totally different story. And they're about to see the truth. And now it's like, and sociopaths do that. I mean, if she wanted to sit there and protect herself, um, and play this victim role, which she look. Let, we can't deny the fact that she loves playing the victim role. That's what she was taught. That's all she knows. So, see, and I guess ultimately at the end of this, here is here is my argument for it. And then I do want to talk a little bit about the trans Tifa community and how we're seeing this with, with parents in those situations as well. Because I feel like it's, I feel like hand in a, hand. Um, I feel like in this situation, you cannot be the daughter of a mother who is a master manipulator who has taught you to fake your way through life, to lie to people, to cheat, to steal, to gain all of this attention for self-serving purposes And for financial gain as well. You cannot be the daughter of someone like that and not pick up some of those traits. You can't. I don't think that you can do it. And what we're seeing now with Gypsy, she's out. But what is she doing She's capitalizing on these idiots that are interviewing her in legacy media, basically romanticizing her relationships. First of all, she was um, she had three guys while she was in prison. She had Cody, which she's quickly dumped because he hey, (laughs) she got out of uh, a life sentence because of Cody. So she's like, I'm off. You're done. Um, Then she was engaged to some other guy briefly while in jail. And then her now husband, she was engaged to um, and married fairly quickly. I think it was like after 17 visits, they were married while in jail. He is a teacher in Louisiana. Uh, I think it's an elementary school teacher. Um, He was let go from his position that he had when he first married Gypsy because of that, um, situation. And then, um, he, he has another job now, but he, they are out there living their best life. She's torn Times Square. She's getting all these interviews she has offered to do. She has offers to do porn to strip, um, book deals. The other alarming thing is that she is on social media talking about her husband's dick. Like, yeah, talking about how good his dick is, how big his dick is. Um, I just am getting really creepy vibes, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out here right now, right here, right now. You are my witness. We are going to circle back, and we're going to talk about Gypsy Rose again because she is going to end up doing something bad and she will end up either dead or back in jail mark my words i'm telling you the girl's a sociopath and you should be afraid of her but let's talk about what do you see the correlation between the parents out there that are um telling us that their children are transgender at the age of like two three five uh you know not um giving them genders not assigning them genders what do you see do you see correlation do you see uh munchausen's by proxy in these in these parents
1: well absolutely i mean obviously it's psychological if you're willing to uh, tell a child that they've been born in the wrong body and you're taking them through life as a young child, as the opposite sex as which they are as what what they are. Yeah. And then going step f- further and uh and and going to ther uh therapists, going to uh get them on hormone blockers, puberty blockers, uh and then by thirteen, fourteen, a double mastectomy. And then by what? What eighteen,
0: nineteen? We got the they full. Go,
1: like, we're we're fully transitioned, and there are detransitioners out there that completely wish that that had never happened to them.
0: So we have the psychological abuse, the emotional abuse, the physical abuse prevalent. And why are the parents doing it? Because a two-year-old does not know that, the, does not, a two-year-old is not transgender. Um, and the parents are doing this for attention-seeking purposes, um, for clout, because, you know, they're narcissistic and um, there's clearly something broken in them. And I think it's really sad because I think, you know, the big difference, yeah, Gypsy went through hell and I, and I I feel sorry for her and that situation, uh, we're seeing these trans kids are going to be going through the same hell. The problem with these trans kids, I think it's worse, and this is why I think it's worse, is that the physical damage that is done to their body is not anything that is ever going to be able to be repaired. You know, whether the psychological and emotional damage can be repaired, I don't know. But we can say the same thing about Gypsy. Is the psychological and emotional damage ever going to be, you know, okay in her? We don't know. But her body, and she mentioned this, is physically back to normal, you know? She is physically okay again. And thank God she has that. Um, But these these kids are never going to have that. And we talked to detransitioners about that. You know, they're always going to have to take some type of drug to balance out the damage that was done to them. Um, you can when you cut your dick off, you can't get it back. You right. can't get you can't get your natural boobs back, you know, like the damage that you have done is the damage that you've done. You can't have children. You can't you can't unsterilize yourself, you know? Um I think that we are going to see, and and I you already see a little of it with because one of those articles that they spread around that it's a trans genocide. There were two instances in there where the parents um, were killed at the hands of their trans kids uh, because of like mental you know issues going on. I honestly think that we are going to see some major issues in these families of these parents that are exploiting their children and convincing them that they are trans and taking them through these situations. Um, I think we're going to see more of this, uh, more on the rise of that. Are we going to see, like, violence? Are we going to see a rise in... I mean, the thing is, is that... I really do think it's Munchausen by proxy. There are so many different correlations as far as what's going on with these trans kids who are not really trans, but their parents are mentally ill. Um, I just don't think enough people are talking about it and they're not recognizing it, you know, either the kids are mentally ill and they're making these decisions on their own because they're being convinced by trans TIFA or the parents are mentally ill, and they're making these decisions. And it's just really sad because these kids' childhoods are being stolen.
1: 100%. I mean, and it's sad because uh, society is writing it off as human rights. You know, so here we are no one to fight for these kids no one to fight for gypsy rose you
0: know she, no one she's... Is in our corner and no one is in these kids corner because it is being perpetrated by the caregivers mhm it is the same situation and how people can't see this
1: it's sad i mean but that's why we do what we do and that's why we bring up these issues and how these all all these uh like cult like behavior, whether mm-hmm. we're uh I, I even go as far as, you know, the twin flame, right? Yeah. It's just another type of uh manipulation over yep. the mask of uh people and then you know, we have uh gypsy rose uh all, all of these are same behaviors of trans tifa yep. at the end of the day and it's all manipulating people uh to gain monetary value and it's
0: um, control
1: prestige
0: power opportun- yeah yep self serving it's all self serving um intentions
1: at the cost of these children's livelihoods. And their health. hmm stability. Mental. Oh. So this was a lot. I feel it's like a- it's a lot. I think we'll find more stories out there that is directly correlated with the trans community, with cult-like behaviors. I agree. With Munchausen by proxy. They're all related. They're different, but they the
0: Yep. I agree, and Gypsy don't come for me. I just, I, I don't believe you, bitch. I just don't. So...
1: She might. Go watch I... out.
0: She'll be too busy making an OnlyFans or, you know, uh...
1: Well, maybe she'll come jump on and have an interview and give us her two cents. Now that would be quite the interview, okay? That would be because I, because I, Gypsy would... Rose, just know. Look, you, you can come, you can hit me up. I will do the You're interview. Also
0: blessed them believes you. I do not. <laughs> oh lord all right this is a lot to unpack but it was good good discussion
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) all right until next time my friend
1: we hope you have a super awesome day